Welcome to The Collective Rx, a wellness and personal development podcast for healthcare professionals who are ready to create a fulfilling personal and professional life. I'm your host, Julie Doan, pharmacist and certified life coach. Hey there, and welcome back. So today is our first guest episode on the Collective Rx podcast, and I'm thrilled to be inviting one of my dearest friends, Natalie Nadera, who is an unconventional pharmacist and philanthropist. So we are discussing about being multi-passionate as a healthcare professional and taking risks and trying new things. So my intention for this podcast episode is to inspire you to try out that new thing that you've been longing to do, whether it is pursuing a new hobby, a passion, or maybe even a change in your career. So before we move on with the episode, I do want to apologize in advance for the difference in sound quality. I hope it won't interfere with you enjoying the episode. All right, so without further ado, let's invite over our guest. Hi, Natalie. Welcome to the Collective RX podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm happy to be here with you. Thank you so much for inviting me. Of course. And you're especially like, I feel like you're this perfect person for this episode because I really wanted to talk to you, um, well, discuss with you about the topic of being a multi-passionate healthcare professional, about following our curiosity and just really trying new things. And I feel like you are the perfect example of this, of being multi-passionate throughout the I think like more like 10 years that we've known each other. And so maybe to give the guests a little idea of what I mean by multi-passionate, could you maybe share with us your diverse background? Yes, of course. Thank you so much for thinking of me of that. Some people sometimes have a hard time understanding why you can have multiple, you know, interests. But uh, just to kind of give a little bit of a glimpse of my background, I actually studied pharmacy, so the Bachelor in Pharmacy uh, back in, in the 2000s, so it's been already 16 years. I graduated uh, from the B Farm, then I did my master's in pharmacy as well. So I work in hospitals and I work in the community settings, so I do both. Uh, and that's been already 16 years. And then during after that, uh, after I graduated from pharmacy in the last 10, 15 years, the, the years you've known me the most for, uh, I did a different kind of, you know, projects or businesses and other ventures and other, not in the health industry necessarily. So I've done actually a fashion blog in the past. I started that back in the 2015. Uh, I decided to stop uh, working in pharmacy for a few months, went to New York City, uh, studied some uh, fashion different different fashion courses, whether it was related to blogging or to fashion styling. Uh, and that's when I started my blog in fashion that I had for two years when it was, you know, back then it was still like the beginning of that world. Um, and then always had pharmacy on the side, which is something that I'm actually very grateful for. Um, and then I also went into the fitness industry, which is something that I'm very passionate about. And I uh, started a business that allowed people to book fitness classes online. It was called Booking Fit in Montreal. Uh, that allow people to book fitness classes online through one single platform. So it gives them access to multiple sites, multiple gyms, multiple studios uh, through one main app. Um, then COVID happened, had to pivot, had to look into different things. Uh, and I always was interested in the business world, not just the pharmacy world or the healthcare world. I have a lot of different interests. Uh, that's the, you know, the fashion and the, uh, and the fitness um, and then when COVID happened, I was actually working on another project as well in real estate and in um, 
short-term rentals. Uh, I had some short-term rentals in Tulum, Mexico that I was managing back then as well. Um, and uh, my last venture so far has been in the medical device sales. Uh, so I've been working in that field for the last two years now. Uh, and that's also something that I've you know, learned, grown into a lot in the past two years. Uh, and one thing that speaks to my heart the most, the most that has kind of followed me throughout all these 10 years has been the mental health uh, sphere. And I've been involved with um, nonprofits and charity work related to the mental health uh, sphere and industry and world. Uh, and that's something that's been very close to my heart that I'm looking to kind of evolve into in the, in the next, you know, decade. My God, that is so amazing. And when you are like sharing that with me, I'm just thinking, wow, what an exciting life <laughs> to be honest. That's like from like an outside perspective. I'm like, that is so amazing. Right. And I mean, if we just take a step back, have you always followed, followed your curiosity and always been just interested in several different things? Or has it, is it something that you've allowed yourself to pursue the more recent years? If I look back, like now, if I look back at like when I was a child or even when I was like a teenager, young adult, uh, I've always had multiple interests. That's always been part of who I was. Whether I was in high school, I was always involved in multiple different, you know, committees or organizing events or participating in any other charity work as well. So I've always been involved in other things than like my main, let's say, career goals. Um, but how did I actually act on them? I would have to say that the past 10 years have been more, even the past like eight years, I would say, have been more significant when it comes to that. I kind of allowed myself to dig deeper into that world and to like to look into, to be more curious uh, and to take action on that curiosity and not just have ideas and not act on them. Mm -hmm. so it's something that I've grown into, but it's always been in me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, even when you mentioned like Ashley taking action on it, which is often the part where I feel like people will get kind of hung up on, right? There's those interests, there's that pull, that desire, but after taking action is like, oh, this is where you sometimes stop yourself. And I'm curious to know what has helped you like take that leap, you know, you've, or just you've, at least that first step. That's, as you said, that's the hardest step. And I think as a, I'm going to speak like as a healthcare professional, I think uh, it's it's part of us, it's part of our personalities to be very risk adverse, to be more, to calculate every step we're doing, to be kind of perfectionist in how we approach things. Because let's be honest, we, we're not allowed to do any mistakes, right? Like we're humans, but we have, you know, very limited kind of um we're not very, we're, that's not an option, let's say, as much as we, that we can take. So when it comes to making decisions in our lives, I think that sometimes that translates into our personal lives as well. Uh, and kind of getting away from that, uh, from that part of our personalities, I would say. So honestly, it was taking a leap of faith. It was a point in my life where I was like, I can do something else. I'm just going to give it a try. And I started with small steps too. It's not like I just, you know, put my job on the side, left my career. And I was like, didn't look back. Some people do that. And I think that's amazing if they're able to do that. Some people don't have the chance to do that. And sometimes you don't want to do that because you want to, you know, you have responsibilities, you have families, you have other things that are kind of, you know, um, that need you. Uh, and you can't necessarily just, you know, let everything go on and put everything on the side. So I started in small steps when I, my first venture was actually into the fashion world. And I decided to like take three months I was like, okay, I'm going to ask for a break from work for three months. 
give it a try and see what happens. So it was, yes, I took some time off, but it wasn't like a life altering decision that I made initially. So I think for people that relate to who we were, who we are as I think healthcare professionals, when we're more risk adverse and I want to make sure everything's kind of, you know, set in a way that's perfect. Um, taking small steps has been what has allowed me to kind of go into that. And then after that, once you start different ventures or different projects or different passions, or it could be a hobby too. Um, and then you see that it could actually be manageable and it could be doable. And maybe it's going to take you into this other, to a new world, to a new sphere, to a new career. Uh, you're, you're more, there's more chance of you doing it again and again. Mm, yeah. And like, even when I'm just hearing that for just to kind of dissect it for the listener, it's first of all, putting on pause that, that fear of failure, the fear of failure we have in our set of our professional lives and put it aside for our, our personal lives and being like, Hey, we are allowed to experiment, which is definitely not something we can do in our professional life too much or in that realm. And also assess what's our risk tolerance. I feel like I'm also someone who throughout the different ventures that I've made, I've always kind of had a safety plan. And that's how I felt like I work best. Because if let's say I stretch beyond that, I'll just be too stressed out to actually enjoy and really follow my curiosity. And when I had taken a pause from my in-person hospital job, I had asked Ashley like a sabbatical, which luckily enough, I was eligible for, which allowed me to explore different ventures. But I told myself I have one year, if ever things really just don't end up working out, I, I have something to go back to. And I almost feel like having that really allowed me to fully go after what I want. And because I know like worst case, I'll just go back to what I already know. And that's really not that bad. I was in a situation where I didn't actually hate my job. It just, there are different circumstances that allowed me, that told me like, Hey, I want to try something new. So if you can maybe talk a little bit more about for you, when you went in, in the fashion world, because I feel like that's really something, you know, not so heard of, let's say it's healthcare professionals pausing, taking three months off, pursuing a uh, what was it exactly like a degree a yeah so and and i agree with you and i'm happy you brought this up the, the the how tolerant you are to risk is very important and knowing yourself is very important because mm-hmm. uh, sometimes you know you see things on instagram on social media you know i'll just pursue your you know your 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 you know what you value the most or what your mission is or your purpose and go after that and as if it's like as easy as you know uh turning a page and just starting something new it's not always that easy and it's not the same for everybody so knowing what you are what your risk tolerance is is extremely important and i'm happy you're sharing that because as i said some people are ready to make a move and not look back and other people need to have a plan to be able to do that there's no right answer um so for me back back when i did that i was uh, that was back in my god 2015 when I decided to go into the fashion industry and look into that, it honestly started from me feeling like I needed to grow. And Mm -hmm. I had been in in the pharmacy world for a good, almost, you know, almost 10 years back then. And um, I felt like I had done a lot of kind of covered a lot of what was possible within that world. I worked in different industries. I worked in different settings, you know, uh, and I, I needed to grow. And that's something that's always been kind of part of me. Um, and that feeling was strong enough for me to try something new. 
Um, now, when it comes to the fashion world, what, what did I do and why the fashion world? Indeed, it's very, very different from the, the healthcare world. That's something I've always been interested in, ever since I was a child. Um, and when I looked into it, I knew I wanted to be in New York City because that's the fashion city of the world. Uh, and it's a city that I've always loved. And so I looked into programs there. I looked into the different schools there, the colleges that were offering classes for related to fashion. Uh, and that allowed a Canadian to also be able to take those classes because that's something you also have to take into account. Uh, and then I was able to find uh, classes that were available for foreigners as well that I could kind of pick and choose. So I took a few classes in one uh, at FIT, and then I took a few classes at Parsons School of Design um, to kind of choose the ones that spoke to me the most. So the styling, the blogging, um, uh, the, the history of fashion as well, all, all, those com all those different classes that to me were important. And my next kind of steps, I knew I wanted to build a fashion blog. So I kind of went that route. Uh, and I knew I wanted to be there also when it was fashion week. And I was my goal was to be able to go behind the scenes at fashion week and be part of that world and kind of better understanding because that was something I was super interested in. Uh, so I did my homework before. It took me a few months, two, three months before to kind of find the classes when they were happening find a place to stay back then I think Airbnb was just starting so I, I booked my Airbnb through that uh, and honestly it was just like a leap of faith I was like okay I told my boss I'm like I need to take three months leave um, and I was great I was lucky enough that it was given to me uh, and something that I also want to point out we are very lucky in the type of work that we do that we have the opportunity to let's say take a sabbatical or to work kind of on demand uh, so that's something I am extremely grateful for. And I know that's not always the option for a lot of people. But if you do have the chance to take a sabbatical and, you know, you have a bit of money on the side that allows you to kind of give that uh, that venture a try, uh, I believe it's really worth it. Um, and uh, when it comes to failure, that's something actually I would like to hear a little bit what you think of that, how you've dealt with it, because I know that's something that we often speak about. And I'd be happy to share my thoughts on that, too. Yeah. I mean, for me, the fear of failure, I mean, I mean, I have so many thoughts on this, right? <laughs> but at the same time, I kind of touched upon it earlier. It was the idea of, okay, worst case scenario, if I feel like I'll just go back to the life I know. And it's really not a bad life, right? And very much like you, I'm very motivated by, by growth. And for me, th the idea of not trying or just staying the same is so much more painful than feeling. I mean, feeling sucks. <laughs> it there's like disappointment, shame, all those feelings. I'm not gonna try to sugarcoat it. But at the end of the day, I've learned that they're just it's it's really just an emotion, and I can survive feeling disappointed. But almost the idea of not going after it is is too painful for me to phantom. And I sometimes I sometimes fantasize, to be honest, of like. You know, maybe just I'll, I'll just go back to being a full-time pharmacist you know I'll just go be a regular life and after like 10 seconds I'm like oh my god I'd be like so bored I can't do this and it's not to say that being full-time healthcare professional is, is wrong but for me I know that it's just not something I could do like I just have to always be growing learning do something different and it's really yeah I feel like for me the pain of staying the same or not trying is bigger than the fear of failure and that what gets me going 
and reminding myself that failure is part of, it's part of the process. It's normal, right? And it doesn't mean something wrong to fail. And I feel like that touches upon the uh, what, what you said about our, we can't make errors in our, or, you know, there's very little room for errors in our professional life because there's actually, you know, real consequences. A person can actually get harmed. But in our real life, often it's not a case of life or death. And it's reminding ourselves that it's okay to have failures and we can grow from them. So I feel like that is kind of the general ideas I have about failure and that helped me accept them as part of the process, to normalize them, to almost, I guess, befriend it in a certain way or be okay with it being there, you know, being part of the, the ride and reminding myself that, hey, I've survive failure, things that didn't end up working out or not as the way I wanted it to. And that just helps me. It helps me be proud of myself of actually like saying, if I fail, I mean, I actually tried something new. <laughs> so it's a good thing. And it's also like, it helps me build my resilience, which I feel like is a really great quality to to cultivate. No, definitely. And uh, I look, I, I'm going to be honest with you. For me, fear of failure was more present back then than it is today like after 10 years now uh it's not the same i mean i was scared of actually stopping the 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 fashion business when i was in it like i did that for two years and i had to make the decision of not of putting it on hold after two years um for for health reasons Uh, and i and i needed to make that decision and it was an extremely hard decision for me to do, even though uh, because I was used to being such a perfectionist and I, and I still am like, I'm still working on that. Let's be honest here. Um, but because I was, you know, straight A student, went into pharmacy, you know, graduated with honors, did my master's doing very well and all this, you're kind of used to being, you know, succeeding well in everything that you do when you are like that. And then when something, you know, you take that leap of faith and then it doesn't work out, it's hard. It's really hard. And it's hard to accept it at first and to make the decision to stop too. Um, That was extremely hard for me back then. And uh, and I remember it vividly. But what happens is that after that, once you've done that once, and let's say you do have, you know, something doesn't work out. Okay, you've tried that venture and it doesn't work out. Then you realize it's not the end of the world. I'm good. I survived this. Like, it's not what I thought it was. We always make it worth in our minds than what it truly is. That fear is always stronger and bigger than the reality of what it is. So then after that, it's, it's became, it becomes much more easy to go into new ventures or to try something new or try something just out of curiosity, like a hobby, as I was saying, or, or, or a career or a job or um, and then now I'm able to look back at all this. And now if I, you know, try something and it doesn't work out, it doesn't affect me anymore. I'm like, good. I've given it a try. I've tried. I prefer, like you said, to do something and fail at it than regret not doing it. And that to me is always something that's extremely important. And I kind of have to remind myself of that sometimes. Uh, but now if something doesn't work out, that's okay. On to the next. And it doesn't define you. And I think that's something that's very important. Failure does not define who you are as a person. And your career does not define who you are as a person. And I think sometimes in that in the healthcare professional world, we have a tendency, and, I, and I'm, I'm putting myself in that bucket because I, I believed that for a very long time. I identified with what my career was. 
and who I so when someone would ask you oh I'm a pharmacist and it's not now when I think of it I'm like I don't even want to go by that like whether it's a pharmacist or a fashion blogger or you know an entrepreneur or anything like I'm like I'm Natalie and that's who I am that's what I am to this world and not what I do it's just another role that I have like any other role like you know being a daughter a sister a friend um so that's something that kind of I had to grow into it mm -hmm. didn't come as easily as that in the beginning I had to have a few failures for me to understand what it means and to actually be comfortable with having failure and now I embrace it I actually truly embrace it yeah I mean I don't know if I would use the word I'm embracing failure because <laughs> I'm so like I say the word failure there's still almost like a almost immediate reaction in my body going like ugh but at the same time, I feel like I have enough experience to be like, it's okay. It's okay. We're good. <laughs> We're not in danger <laughs> kind of thing. So for me, it's more like being more at ease. I'm befriending more failure. Can't say I'm embracing it, but I'm, I think I'm more like embracing the process, the overall journey. And then, and then accepting that failure is a part of it. So you touched on something that I think was really interesting. I know we've talked about this before, you know, we are not what we do. And I feel like they almost, the fact that we've invested so much of, let's say, our studies and becoming a healthcare professional, it is, we're like almost, we know ourselves almost as that, or not everyone, but like some of us, and I've definitely um, been there. And I remember going through this thought process when I first started my health coaching career, I would always say, oh yeah, I'm a pharmacist first. And after like, oh, and then yeah, I, I'm a health coach. Almost if, like, it's kind of the second side thing and like being a pharmacist was more legit. And I had to sit down and kind of question myself, you know, why do I always have to say like, I'm a pharmacist first or like, why do I identify so much as that? And it was almost for me, like having to when I meet new people, because uh, by building a business, I was going through a lot of more advanced networking events. And I would just say like, let me just test out saying I'm a health coach, I'm not saying a pharmacist, just a health coach and really embracing that. And that was really uncomfortable in the beginning. And almost like I couldn't like hide or define myself anymore as like, as that pharmacist and having that, let's say prestige or that expert authority in, in health by being like a pharmacist and saying, I'm, you know, I am a health coach. And I guess what, what I wanted to say with this was also the idea that what helped me release my attachment to being a pharmacist or kind of reconciling these different identities that I have, like, okay, so I'm a pharmacist, I'm a health coach, I'm a life coach, I'm also a meditation teacher, just like a bunch of things. And I've Initially, I feel like this is, I'm, I'm all over the place kind of thing. But what I've come to realize for myself anyways, is, you know, personally, I feel like I really do in terms of purpose, have a purpose of helping people with their health. And it's the form that it's going to take that will be different and change, evolve over time. So maybe the first few years of my career or my adulthood was okay as being a pharmacist. And after it has shifted into being a health coach and now it's like shifting to being a life coach for healthcare professionals. And I know it's just going to keep on shifting. You know, hey, maybe I honestly, I imagine myself as 90 years old and being like coaching the like other retiree women in my center and living their best life in their 90s. <laughs> I see myself doing that. And it's just, I feel like almost at peace knowing that it's just going to keep on changing the way I deliver or share my gifts, which, it, but like the purpose for me of helping people 
in their wellness and health is going to be something that stays because it's like a part of me and having almost discovered or decided that for myself really just helps me helps me uh, detach myself from anything that I do from like who I am yeah no I totally agree with you on that and and I and I think we have to be okay or maybe yes be okay with the fact that we're multifaceted people and we are bound to change that's what life is about you are going to change and and I and I love the fact that you are approaching your purpose which is helping people with their health in different ways right and you've kind of evolved into that into those different kind of you know avenues that lead you to that same main goal um and for me, it's actually been different. And I think for me, it's actually, there's multiple avenues and it's not necessarily always the same goal. And that's what I mean by being multifaceted people. You can have multiple interests and want to explore every single one of them and find passion or, or beauty or love into every single avenue. And it does not define who you are. You, you don't have to necessarily have one specific goal to, to be fulfilled. And I think it's it's beautiful to have a purpose. And I think if you you can tap like tap into it and know what it is that you want to do, that's amazing. Uh, I think it's also important to be careful not to be stressed about finding that purpose also, uh, and to just to follow what you like, follow what you, what interests you, what follow what like, like puts a light into your life that brings light into your life, and and look into that. And it doesn't have to be you know, something that's perfect or it's something that, you know, you need a certificate for or um, it, it's following that little voice inside of you and, and being okay with change and being okay with evolving and going into maybe in 10 years from now, it's going to be something totally different. And that's the beauty of it. That's what I, that's what I like about it. Um, that there's so much more to look forward to and so much more growth that could still happen. And not putting limitations to that. I think that to me is what's important is don't put limitations to what you do uh, and even more to who you are, because that's going to, it's just evolving constantly. Mm, definitely. I love how you, the way you you talk about it, it's, it's like full of possibility, right? Because the uncertainty of it could feel really daunting, could feel really scary if we, if we choose to look at it that way, but we could also see it as like full of possibility. It's beautiful. I'm curious to know for you, what has helped you, I guess, navigate perhaps the either criticism or just the, the questions that your entourage might have of like just seeing you pursue a lot of different things that maybe from an outside perspective or like seems a little bit unrelated or they've kind of seen you in a certain way, like for the time they've known you, let's say as a pharmacist, and all of a sudden you're like pursuing these other things. What has helped you navigate that? That was that was a challenge. I'm not gonna lie to you. I mean, I was, you know, known for being like the healthcare professional of the family, of the friends, of everybody. Like, you know, you have people put you in that in that box, right? Um, and then when you start, you know, looking into other things or actually making the decision to look into other things. And I'm gonna be honest. When I made those decisions, I usually make them without talking about them. I usually make them on my own. And then once I've made that decision and, and an action has been like, has happened, that's when I'll start sharing about it. Because I find that that's when I'm able to actually listen to my own intuition, to my own gut feeling about what's true to me. Um, and then when I've acted on it, then yes, I've heard things about 
like now what you know when it's like your third fourth fifth kind of project or venture or something like that people are like okay now what like why people don't necessarily understand that you want to try something new or uh you're looking into different you know different careers or be, i think it's it's very social in a way that we've been conditioned to like have this one career our whole lives and then you retire and then you know you go on vacation and for me what kind of helped me navigate through that honestly is just my own personal growth that I've done on myself uh was it something that was natural initially no I had to have I had to fight it I had to, I found the need to explain why I was doing things at the beginning um and that was a challenge but with time and with personal growth and personal self-development I've learned that it's actually something something that I'm doing for myself and people that love me and support me unconditionally like you know that little that core right like like those friends that do, that that those family members that you have around you that will support you no matter what will actually push you to follow your purpose and to push you to follow your passions and your uh, and what you truly enjoy because ultimately what they want is to see you happy now when it comes to the more you know the bigger kind of circle when it comes to people around like you know social media or extended friends or you know people that you know in your surroundings um i've just again with time learned to kind of block the noise and because nobody knows the other person's reality nobody knows what they feel what they like how why they're doing certain things or not so I've kind of detached myself from that. It's not always easy. Sometimes you're, you know, you're going to see things, you're going to see comments, or uh, but it's a choice that you make that I've made to kind of block that noise. Um, I think, like I said, the core people around you that love you will support you no matter what. And the bigger circle, if they don't necessarily agree or don't understand, that's not something that's in your power. That's not something that's in your control. And the only thing you can do is just kind of let it be and not allow that to to affect you. It's hard. It's, a pro it's something, in, you know, something that I have to work on constantly. But with time, you find peace with that. Like now, if I, you know, go into something new or try something new, I don't even think about that anymore. Like it's become something that's secondary. Uh, it, it will still show up sometimes and I'll still hear about it, but I'm like, you know, I'll hear about it, goes from one year and goes on the other. Like, uh, that's it. That's all, that's all it is. It's someone else's opinion. But it doesn't, um, it doesn't affect my decisions. Mm, yeah. It reminds me of um, that saying of be careful of who you share your dreams with, right? And it's true that when you, you have that first inkling of trying something new, sharing it with the person who quote unquote means well, but ends up kind of squishing your dreams with their like doubts and all their fears. It's, it's so easy to kind of kill that ambition off. Right. And to be able to first really cultivate, I guess that desire in yourself first to try that, yeah, that new thing in order for it, when you do end up sharing it with the people you choose that whatever I guess maybe doubts or fear questions they have, it won't extinguish, I guess, that that flame and that fire in you so quickly, right? Because you would have taken so much time to nurture it and believe it in, like believe in that dream, but also believe in yourself enough to be like, okay, you might disagree, but 
totally cool. You know, I'm, I'm going with it. And there's a quote that comes to mind that um, one of uh, a life coach that I respect a lot, she says, you know, if somebody's going to be disappointed, disappointed in your life, it better not be you, right? Because let's say, I don't know, there's, um, you have a dream of pursuing something, let's say your parents, they're like, don't agree. And they're like, oh, they're disappointed in you. Yeah, it might, you know, suck to have people who you care about, not fully understand, like, why you're doing this. But like, if you don't pursue this, like, you're good, you're the one who's going to be disappointed, right? So I feel like that quote for me, it's helped me just be like, I'm, I'm going to choose to not disappoint myself or like, I'm going to choose my inner peace over like outer peace of like trying to please other people and having them understand me at the end of the day, I can't control their perception of me. So I'm not going to bother, right? I'm just going to do my thing, share with them what's going on so that they're in the loop, but I'm like, I'm not asking for their, their blessing It's just, you know, I'm, I'm going, I'm going ahead with it. Very well said. No, very well said. And one thing I would add to that is who you surround yourself with. I think that's extremely important. When uh, when you are when you have this type of personality, and I do believe everybody has a lot of different interests inside of them that they would want to explore. Uh, surround yourself with people that are similar to you, that will actually push you to go for it whenever you have those doubts and when you have those fears. And one of those people in my life is you. And I and I have and and I can count them on one hand to be honest with you. And in those moments. These are the people you reach out to whenever, you know, you have an idea you're not sure about that you're exploring, that you want to dig into, and you're not ready to share it with the world because you're trying to listen to that inner voice. Uh, having the, that, that core group around you and reaching out to them and having and sharing that with them uh, is actually, I, I believe, will help you to kind of, you know, find that, find that voice a little bit better. Uh, and I think that's extremely valuable. So find who is, who is like you. Uh, who believes uh, who believes in you and who will actually just push you to, to be the better version of yourself and, and and keep them close, keep them very, very close. Mm, definitely agree. And you are definitely one of the people that I trust with my dreams and sharing. And I always find it funny whenever we see each other. And, you know, sometimes you share with me like, okay, you're going to find me a little bit weird saying this or like all over the place. I'm like, not. Nah. <laughs> come on, you're talking to me. I'm up there with you in terms of like all the interest. <laughs> Totally. All the time. Yeah, that's exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I guess maybe where we can finish our, this beautiful conversation on is, you know, for as a day healthcare professional who is really looking to step out of their comfort zone and try new things, whether that is a hobby or take a sabbatical or just, you know, try something new. I'm, I know we shared a lot and you shared many golden nuggets, but like, Again, if we were to just uh, be that voice of encouragement for that healthcare professional who wants to try something new, what would maybe one or two advice that you would give to them? I would say what, what has helped me is don't wait to be ready. Don't wait to be ready or to have it all figured out before you take that first step. Uh, we often want to feel like, you know, we've done the courses or we've you know, done the, a lot of people think they need to go back to university or need to go back to college to do like this other new degree. And that's possible if, if there's like a new career path you want to take that requires that 100%. But you don't need to be ready 100%. Let go of that need perfectionism of one of, you know, being 100% ready and just take that leap of faith. Take the leap of faith and then 
enjoy the journey. It's all about the journey. It's not about where your the exact end goal is. It's about the journey and keeping that light inside of you kind of lit all the time. Um, and the other advice I would give is it doesn't have to be a life altering move that you make. We thought we spoke about sabbaticals. I spoke about taking a few months. I've taken another sabbatical also, like working on my on my fitness uh, app back then too. I took a year sabbatical. Um, that not everybody has the option of doing that, and some people don't want to do that. And it, that's not what we're necessarily sharing. What I want to say is, if you have something inside of you that speaks to you, let's say you enjoy music, or you enjoy dancing, or you enjoy some creative arts, or being a coach, for example, it doesn't have to be something that you leave your life for. It could be something you do on the side. It could be something you do a few hours a week to start with and see where it takes you. It's just act on it. Don't let it, don't make it, it's not, it's not necessarily like a second job or like a new career. It could be just a hobby. And, and I'm saying just, but it's actually not just a hobby. It could be a hobby that's going to bring so much light into your life. While you have your other job too, while you're enjoying being a healthcare professional, but you're also looking into something new, you're looking into that other side of you that kind of was kind of left on the side for, for a while. Um, so don't wait to be ready. And it doesn't have to be a life altering move. It could be something that you can do part time, just enough to keep the light in your life present. Mm, I love that. It's like, for me, what I'm hearing is like the idea of, you know, add more joy to your life, however, that looks like, and do things that bring you alive. And I feel like it's going to be another episode, but like the idea of exploring the different facets of yourself, right? Because yeah, definitely, I can, you know, identify for myself, like as a healthcare professional, just spent so much time developing that side of myself. And after that, once I graduate, I'm like, oh, wow, there's all these other things about me that I just, I'm ready to explore. So thank you for, for bringing that up. And yeah, that might be a, a second episode that we're going to have together. <laughs> thank you so much, Natalie, for this beautiful conversation. I know the, the guests will have so many nuggets. If anyone wants to reach out to you to share their thoughts or even share like how maybe certain words have inspired them, where can they reach you at? Yeah, Instagram would be the best way to reach me. It's at Natalie underscore Nadera, N-A-D-A-I-R-A. -A -A. Uh, you can DM me. You can reach out uh, over the wall, whatever, however you like. I'm happy to answer any questions. I would happy to be back whenever you, whenever you want me back. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. It means the world to me uh, that you brought me on uh, to speak about this today. And I am so excited for your podcast. And I can't wait to see what's next. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you all for listening and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now. Bye.